Good morning, everybody. Maverick Magazine on the air. Give me a sound check there, uh, Connor Wachtel. Uh, test, 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 one, two, test, three. Yeah, good test, to, test. That's great to hear your voice. Huh. Great to hear you. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Maverick How Magazine on the air. Thanks, Karen, for getting us up and running here once again. Karen's only been around her a few years. Our, our um, time with Maverick Magazine uh, dates back to 1919. It was very good. <laughs> very, <laughs> a very good year. Um we we like to tell everybody it's the longest running college sports program on um, public radio in southern Minnesota. Correct, uh, Connor. Something to hang your hat on. Yep, that's what we do. Maverick Magazine. I'm Paul Allen driving a bus for you this morning. Uh, Connor Wachtel in studio here at KMSU on the campus of unbelievably pretty uh, Minnesota State University Mankato KMSU. I was waiting for you to get there. I was going to say beautiful campus. But it, you it, is. To, you it is. It is. After fact, it's one of the great things, Connor. And you're a Mankato kid. You grew up here. Um, you ever have a chance to visit the campus when you were a young guy? I did. Mankato East uh, kid, you're walking around. Yep, yep we did the uh, campus visit. R- riding your skateboard, riding your bikes around <laughs> campus. Did you ever do that growing up? Uh, no, I, I didn't do that part. But I, I did the campus tour, and uh, I mean. I kind of knew I wanted to come here anyways, but yep. I, I mean, I've been to some other campuses now that I've been working here and stuff, and I think this takes the cake. It does. I, li- I like cake. Cake. I do like awesome. cake, but I, I, I think if I had grown up here, I'm not I'm not from uh, Mankato, not from Minnesota, um, but if I, I feel like I've lived here, well, first of all, I have lived here longer than any other place I've, I've ever lived. If, if I was a young person growing up here and knowing how... Um, how infatuated with sports growing up with the Vikings being here during the summertime and uh, the Mavericks um, playing here in town and the, I'm pretty sure I, and the, the being so and the community not all that big I'm pretty sure I would have been riding my bike my banana bike <laughs> uh, around campus as a young guy and and um, um, one of the things about campus which uh, you hear time and time again is from our alums and our um, oftentimes uh, former student athletes will stop by my office and check in and they can't believe how not necessarily how beautiful it is although they usually say that how great it is but how much uh, it's changed uh, in such a short period of time I have the benefit of being around here since the mid 80s and of course here we are in 2022 and the changes are significant over that time but if you go back 10 years ago even a, a short decade which of you it seems like a long time for me maybe not so much but uh, it's incredible how great the campus looks and um, it's one of the I think one of the reasons and you throw in the fact that it is a, a great educational institution with uh, great intercollegiate athletics and everything else uh, uh, a staff that cares about uh, academically about uh, with professors with the students and with the community and the, it being a college town just a great place to go to school I think I believe so too. That being said, I of course, would, you're would, a grad, right? You're a grad. Yeah. Uh, yeah a two-time grad, two-time grad now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't change anything for the world. I can't ever think about any of my experience and be like, hey, I would have done that a little bit different or, you know, anything like that. So, um, and I think that's, I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of graduate, you know, grads yeah. that came through here and stuff. So it's a pretty neat thing we got going on here. No doubt. And, and you had an opportunity to really celebrate your fandom and your uh, maverickdom <laughs> and your, the fact you are a grad. Um, by heading out to Boston and cheering on the Mavericks yeah. last weekend at the Frozen Four, that was a uh, great experience for you and your yeah. pop. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I grew up a Mavericks season ticket holder and stuff. So um, 
I feel like I'm a little bit different than some Maverick students in that I've got, you know, 20 years of fandom behind me rather than, you know, four or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I just decided it'd be pretty cool to go out there and experience that with my dad. It's the first time I've actually watched a Maverick hockey game, I'm pretty sure, live well, with my dad in six years. So that was pretty cool to get to do that. Um, a little bit emotional sometimes, but... Uh, and made a couple appearances on ESPN when I didn't want to, but uh, I don't know if you saw those. I, I didn't. Were you crying out during the games? Uh, were you crying? After were you crying? There's no crying in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> after Denver's third goal, I wasn't. I wasn't uh, crying, but I was. I was doing the hands over the sad, head kind of thing. Sad Connor. Yeah, sad Connor. Like what yeah. just happened in yeah. the last? Yeah. So. I, I get that. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it was. It was. Uh, we can talk about uh, MSU's ride to the Frozen Four in men's hockey this year. Just to. Uh, just to rehash a couple of things, 38-6, and six, CCHA regular season championship, CCHA postseason tournament championship, um, wins over Harvard and Notre Dame at the Albany Regional to win the regional championship, and then um, a, a really nice win over Minnesota in the Frozen Four uh, semifinals in MSU's second consecutive appearance in the Frozen Four, and then the championship game. Minnesota State goes into that championship game against Denver. By the way, it's only been a week. <laughs> I was I made this mention to Bernsey yesterday. By the way, Bernsey and Jordan, who normally join us on Maverick Magazine over at the Dome right now getting ready for Minnesota State softball. we got uh, some NSIC games going on here in town, but they're going to be played inside the Dome this weekend. Um, but I made mention of it to uh, Bernsey about uh, MSU athletics and uh, the Mavericks playing in the Frozen Four and uh, how things are going there. And um, uh, it, it's it's incredible to think of um, how far the program has come uh, since. And we're really not that, that old. The, the, the Frozen Four was interesting on a number of different levels. Not the least of which was us being there with three yeah. men's college hockey blue blood programs with Michigan, Minnesota, and DU. Um, um, we, we don't have the history uh, that those programs have, and, and that's not uh, to denigrate those programs, and I don't mean that derisively at all, but we don't have the history. Our program dates back to 1969-70, and certainly we don't have the history that those programs have no national championships uh, at the Division One level. We had a 1980 Division Two championship that we can uh, hang our hats on, but uh, it's something that has been building here over the course of, of time. And and um, um, the Mavericks, having experienced, um, having myself the experience, what was going on out in Boston over there, really became the darlings of the Frozen Four in a lot of respects. Uh, extremely likable team. Um, from the coach to the players, uh, our fans, um, uh, we had a large contingent of uh, people cheering on the Mavericks, including yourself and your dad <laughs> out there. So relative to your uh, deal, and, and um, I'm just happy for you and your, your family, along with uh, a lot of uh, people in similar situations. I'm sure you saw a lot of familiar <laughs> uh, Mankato people out there that were cheering on uh, Minnesota State. Um, and uh, so close, uh, the Denver thing. I mean, it was such an incredible run with uh, 18 wins in a row. You don't, I mean, obviously a school record for not just wins in a row, but unbeaten streak. A previous unbeaten streak was a 17-game unbeaten streak during the 2002-03 season, yeah. which was an incredible, incredible run for us that year with Grant Stevenson and 
um, BJ Abel and Shane Joseph uh, leading the charge um, <laughs> under Troy Judding. Uh, they were my neighbors when I grew up loving. Was oh, that Rocky. right? Yeah, were they BJ really? Abel and uh, Shane Joseph. So. A couple of great guys, yeah. right there. <laughs> a couple of uh, got they'll be in our hall of both those guys will be in our hall of fame at, at some point, I'm sure. Along, along with Grant. Um, but all these thoughts going through my mind as we were out there. A lot of people with similar feelings who have experienced uh, uh, what it's been like to be involved with the program, to follow along with the program over over the time. There's there's people who obviously uh, go back to the beginning of the program. As I said, the program's not all that old compared to some of the other teams that were there. And uh, you throw in the fact that Dryden McKay wins the Hobie Baker. Uh, this season was special in a lot of different ways. Hockey Day Minnesota with the outdoor event uh, at Blakesley Stadium. Um, and right now we're in a situation where guys are signing pro contracts. Nathan Smith goes from playing in the national championship game on a Saturday and then a couple days later is playing in the NHL with the yeah. Arizona Coyotes. Um, all this stuff. And uh, it, it's hard... Um, uh, not to relish, I think, the fact that uh, the success is bringing everybody along and, uh, it, and a lot of people are eternally grateful. I think for the shared experience that we all have, if you're, uh, you know, any kind of fan of Minnesota State Athletics from an alum standpoint or a former player or someone involved in the athletic department or a, uh, a Mankato um, a person who's been following along all these years from the outdoor rink in uh, the early <laughs> 1970s to All Seasons Arena beginning in 1974 to the Civic Center in uh, 1996, the, the road to the membership in the WCHA, um, and then you know running from Don Bros to Troy Judding to Mike Hastings. All these things run through your mind as you follow along and are really culminating in that national championship game. And, and the sense is, uh, as it has been, the last several years where we've enjoyed this unbelievably run of success is that how are we going to be able to do it again? Because the nature of college sports is you lose all these guys, and we're seeing Nathan Smith sign a pro contract, Wyatt Amit signed a, a contract with the Colorado Avalanche, um, um, Jack McDeely with the Stockton Heat, uh, Julian Napravnik with uh, uh, Hershey Bears, um, and we expect a couple more here to sign here um, in the coming days. Uh, the, the reality is uh, we expect to be right back there next year. I think in a lot of respect, there that, that's the unique thing of where we are right now. I think in some respects is that uh, we are graduating these incredible senior classes and, and losing a, a couple of uh, guys who had eligibility left. Connor Mackey's another pretty exa- good example who's with the Calgary Flames right now. Daniel Brickley, who signed an NHL contract, both signed before their senior seasons. And, and yet we continue to... Um, uh, remain among the elite. I think it's what, that's what really good programs do, and I think there's, uh, undeniably that's where we are right now with our program. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Couldn't yeah. S- have said it better. Yeah, so excited about what the, the future will become, and a lot of people have asked me about, uh, uh, um, um, a lot of people are sad about uh, the Mavericks losing, and, and I think uh, there's that part of it for sure, um, because those opportunities don't come around. Obviously, it's the first time we played in a national championship game at the Division One level in men's hockey. Um, but you know, like as I said, Nathan Smith goes from playing in that game to a couple of days later playing in the NHL. And Mike Hastings alluded to this. Uh, I've heard him speak after the game, and he talks about it's amazing how quickly the page gets turned in a lot of respect because you have to. Um, um, uh, yeah, right away it hurts. Hurts. Um, 
uh, because you want to win. Yeah, and I would. I I don't know if maybe I'm alone on this, but uh, I feel like it hurts a lot more than having kind of a subpar season. Uh, well, I mean, you're just so close. Um, but like, I mean, if you were so far away, you'd be like, oh, God, yep. darn, that kind of stinks. Well, or whatever. You're but. you're <laughs> you're absolutely right, and, and I've I've said this before about uh, the pain you feel having played sports growing up, like a lot of people is. Uh, the emotion you get from uh, losing a game as opposed to winning a game and what uh, what kind of raw emotion does it evoke. And um, I think all along, it's always been, uh, it feels much worse when you lose. Uh, that emotion does as opposed to um, the emotion that rises up when you win. And losing hurts more than the... Uh, the really good things you feel when you win it's just this weird deal and and i think if you're a player or if you're a fan or someone along for the ride it, it for sure uh it does uh, because of missed opportunity i think more now a lot of times when you win it's like a feeling of relief because you work so hard to try to get there yeah. and you get it you know what i mean yeah um so um but i know how coaches work and i remember i remember saying this after we won the women's basketball championship in 2009 down in san antonio um, I know how coaches are, and uh, it sounds not weird isn't the right way, but the first thing they think of is how can I get back there and do it again? And they, they're always thinking ahead. They live in the moment, but they're always thinking ahead. At the same time, it's this balance that you go through, and, and um, it looks like uh, um, we're having these pro signees uh, mostly. As of right now, it's been... Um, either seniors or seniors with one year of eligibility left. Like Wyatt Amit, who signed with Colorado, has, because of COVID, a, a COVID year he could use. Yeah. Uh, he won't be coming back. Uh, Jack McNeely was a fifth-year senior. Obviously, he's not coming back with no eligibility. Um, it, it, uh, my understanding is that what's going to, we have a really good chance to, uh, to get, uh, a lot of our guys with eligibility back, back. So my sense is right now is that um, uh, although the team w won't be the same, uh, you obviously lose a ton of really good players. I mean, Reggie Lutz is another guy that's going to sign a pro contract, and he was a fifth-year guy. Reggie won't be coming back. Benton Mass, who is here for a fifth year through the transfer portal after transferring in from uh, New Hampshire, uh, Benton will sign a pro contract. He won't be back. But uh, I'm hearing that we can expect... Uh, the majority of our guys with uh, eligibility left to come back. Um, so uh, we have, by all accounts, a great uh, incoming class of freshmen. Excited about that. And then we'll see what happens with the transfer portal. I think at this time last year, we didn't know about David Cilia coming in. We didn't know about Benton Mass coming in. Um, we didn't know about, uh, there, was, there was one more, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Josh Grohl yep. from Michigan coming in. Um, so I, I think uh, that's the nature of... Uh, not just men's hockey, but intercollegiate athletics right now. So we'll see where we are next year. Um, I, I'm uh, sad that we didn't win the national championship because um, those opportunities don't come around all along, but at the same time excited about where we are as a program and looking forward to um, the next start of next year already. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, uh, we're not that far away. I know. Here we are in, in April, May, June, July, August. September four months four yeah. and a half months <laughs> and we're up and running again so it's uh, it's a short uh, off season for a lot of our sports the winter we took it as long as we possibly could in men's hockey we played in the final game of the division one men's college hockey season so um, 
uh, can't wait, I guess, is the sentiment that I, I, mean, I would say right now. You've made the Frozen Four once Check. and lost, Check. and then you made the National Championship and lost yep. once. I yep. mean, people always say that you got to get there first and go through the hardship, I think, and then... Um, then you're due to win. Logical Pay steps. Pay your dues. Logical steps. I'm yeah. St. Cloud State went through the same thing. Um, we went 0-6, I think, in our first uh, six games at the NCAA tournament. No one's really talking about that anymore. Um, we were 2-1 uh, and one last year in the NCAA tournament, 3-1 this year. So what's that, 5-2 and two in our last seven? Yeah. Pretty good. Also, just throwing us out there, Connor, because you're from Minnesota, 8-2 and two against the Gophers in the last Love 10 that. games. Yep. Including uh, <laughs> knocking them out of the... Uh, tournament last year uh, in the regional championship game and then uh, beating him in the semifinals this year at the Frozen Four. And I know this isn't what it's like all about, but that was one of the coolest things for me. Cause, I mean, we got wrapped up by them a little bit in the 2000s and stuff and being up there and walking around and the Gopher fans are all just kind of like, hey, good job, guys. You actually beat us and uh, you're, you're really starting to turn something around. Like they're starting to come to that yeah. realization uh, where yeah. like they, they aren't having their way anymore. No. And, um, I mean, it took going eight and two and what was it the last 10 years yeah eight so, and two yeah yep. eight and two <laughs> last 10 took, games against them yep it took that much but i mean that's uh, a bunch of respect from gopher fans up there last weekend and stuff too so that was kind of cool to see after thursday's game yeah circling back to uh, your experience connor um out at the frozen four and the opportunity to share that with your dad uh, a lot of people know your i think that you uh, there was a story in the reporter um about you and your dad brian of course uh brian better uh, Mankato, obviously, uh, Brian's from Mankato and uh, does a lot of different things, uh, not the least of which is drive for Lake Crystal, and um, he's our driver for the men's hockey team, and it was, uh, uh, you've been on, fortunate, uh, a couple of trips with your dad over the course of your time growing up with the Mavericks and um, seen a couple of road trips uh, as the Mavericks play on the road, and uh, th- then you get to share that with them uh, out in Boston. That was pretty cool, but you guys didn't bus. Out no. to out the boss, you actually. Um, no. It was actually cheaper to take a plane because gas prices are so high. We Is that did right? the math and everything. Yeah, yeah, we we got our flights um, before the regional championship, like a couple hours before, before the rates all went up. And by I mean, ours was four hundred round trip, and I heard a bunch of other Mavericks fans after they ended up winning were eight hundred round trip, thousand round trip. Like it was just absurd. So uh, props to my dad on being like, hey, we should just buy these now, and we can always cancel. If uh, need be or whatever, so uh, <laughs> if need be, yeah. I, I so I saw somewhere in California, the gas is over five bucks a gallon. Yeah, that's uh, in in uh, in Mankato, I'm not sure if it's ever been over four bucks. I don't think so. And it's down, I think to is it three eighty yeah, something, three eighty so. something in Mankato. It so it still hurts. I can't believe it's five out there. That's just the oh, people are even getting around. Yeah, I don't know. I had. Uh, I had uh, one of my cousins, Larry, was coming through town on his way back from Arizona to Saskatchewan, driving a, a big motorhome, and uh, he said it cost him 300 bucks to drive uh, through the southern part of Iowa up to Eagle Lake. <laughs> That's actually what we were going to do. My dad just got a motorhome RV that he's nice. renovating, and it's it's still not in great condition. It's just the interior and stuff on it is a little bit older, and he needs to clean it up and stuff, but... Uh, not many miles on it, but just at the gas prices and stuff. That's how we were going to do it was just yep. RV and just drive out there, but uh, uh, gas prices is too high. You know, I'm not telling you guys what to do, but once gas prices go down, yep. just, just a quick suggestion, you and your dad and your 
uh, younger brother, you hop in the uh, motorhome and you head out to California, hit up one of those amusement parks. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't Uh-oh. it? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were thinking, uh, <laughs> we really want to do... Um, Catch some baseball games yeah, on the way out there. Yeah, if we yeah, can ever Maybe get, stop uh, at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, one of the big ones is Detroit, Cleveland, and Toronto. Nice. That's the ones we want to do next, so maybe this summer they have a trip that they do that. You have so. a passport? Uh, I need to renew it. Oh, you need to renew your passport? Yeah. Um, right. So I need to get on that right now. You're fully vaxxed? Yes. Okay. They won't let you into yeah. Toronto <laughs> unless, you have, uh, unless you're up to date with your... Correct. Uh, Quick question what, for what, you. What, what do I know? Quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Boston or Pittsburgh, which one was the better trip? Well, it's a it's a great question. Uh, both of them were really cool. Um, I always think about the student-athlete experience, and um, Pittsburgh obviously was much different because of the COVID era. Um, it was great to be at uh, uh, the same rink that the Pittsburgh Penguins in, and Pittsburgh's a great town, um, but it was still COVID era, and there wasn't yeah. that many there. And, and, the, and, and having not been to... Uh, the Frozen Four with a team before. I've I've been to a couple Frozen Fours before, um, but not a, not with my team. Uh, my first thought about well, this this is not exactly what a Frozen Four should be like for our guys. Yeah. Um, there 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 was uh, uh, only I think about fifteen hundred or two thousand people that were allowed into the rink for our games. Uh, the media experience, which is part of the cool thing about for I think student athlete is is uh, working with ESPN and Westwood One, the radio station that produces the the games on the radio um there wasn't a whole lot of that in pittsburgh if if they did it was all remote it was all yeah. zoom you know everybody's used to doing zoom and that's how it was in pittsburgh um the boston uh experience was how it was i envisioned it was supposed to be i think a lot of us felt that it was that's how exactly how it's been all along for um a men's college hockey and uh eighteen thousand people uh, in the building for our games. You were there for those games. Did you go to uh, all three games when you were there? I went to the last half of the um, Michigan-Denver game. Yeah, yeah. So. so what a great experience for you. Yeah. But, I mean, for a fan, I mean, all this stuff. And um, our guys getting a chance to be interviewed by John Gross, talking with Barry Melrose and Dave Starman and and being around there for all that stuff. And, and um, a lot of times when you're working with coaches and student-athletes and stuff, with the media and my job and our job uh, in working with them, um, um, they, they, the student athletes, the coaches, they want to play. They want to play games. And everything else is a little bit secondary. It's understood that that goes along with the territory, is being a student athlete, being a coach. Um, so you, you do it. But at the Frozen Four, it's a lot different. You're dealing with ESPN, um, national media, which we typically don't get down down in our little town here in... in uh, uh, in Mankato, uh, so it was full-on Frozen Four experience with fans and parents and stuff. Um, our our guys in Pittsburgh uh, couldn't even hug their parents. Uh, they could wave at their parents in Pittsburgh, but they couldn't do it in in uh, uh, in the building and w- when we were there. So Boston was what it was supposed to be. So relative to the two experiences, they were they were night and day. And obviously the the Boston one, you throw in the fact that we actually won a semifinal game. We played in the championship yeah. game was much different than it was. We were basically in in Pittsburgh uh, from Tuesday through uh, Thursday night. We came home, or maybe it would have been Friday morning. Came home. In this instance, we were in Boston from Tuesday through through Saturday night, and got home on Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a great question, and um, one of the great things about our program and our student athletes that they represent Minnesota State. We had our band there. Uh, in Boston, we didn't 
have them in in Pittsburgh, and that added to the experience of having the Maverick machine there. That was pretty yeah. cool. We were one of the only ones with a band, and our band was like twice the size of the Gophers yeah, band. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And they're great. You know, everyone. I mean, everyone yeah. who's who's heard them know that they're really good. And uh, Michael Thursby does a great job with them. Yeah. So he crowd surfed at the greatest bar. Well, was he crowd surfing? Yeah, yeah. He was crowd surfing. Someone, someone, <laughs> someone made mention of that the other day. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty unreal. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's another thing. Uh, um, greatest American Bar is where our alums and fans were there. I didn't get a chance to get over there, but you were there. There was packed, right, with Maverick fans. <laughs> you must have seen a lot of your buddies there, right? Yeah. Uh, it's almost a little too ma- uh, a little too packed in there. Was it really? At times, yeah. Uh, Thursday, they had the Gophers on the third and fourth floor, too. So it was packed to the brim. Saturday was a little bit better because Gopher fans got out of town or whatever. But I was got, the thing I was laughing at, and I was kind of quietly back here, is Thursday night, whatever go for game finishes up my dad and i are like okay we're gonna go out my dad decided he was he was tuckered out after one drink so he's like nah i'm going back to the room what's the once the high of winning came down he was like all right i'm going to bed um but i stayed out with some buddies and i just went up to see what was on the fourth floor because i hadn't been up there yet go up there Walk right in. There's not many people up there. Butcher Ross yeah. is sitting there in his whole suit and he has a big cake. A cake. There's nobody else around. He's just eating, <laughs> eating a cake. cake. Eating like, cake. Whole cake. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay. And I turned around and back down the stairs. I don't know. It's just funny. There's nobody up there and he's just munching on a whole cake by himself. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. And yeah, that's another thing about uh, uh, you see people. You yeah. see people that uh, normally you only see on TV, and um, yeah, just a great experience. You should have said hi. How's it going, Bucci? He it. loves us. He was enjoying the cake. He loves <laughs> us. Yeah, let them eat cake. <laughs> did you get a chance to? What else did you check out in Boston while you were there? Uh, we did the the harbor boat cruise. So we went down. It was like a tour around the shoreline, all the way around out to some of the islands and stuff, and. Got to learn a little bit about the history and where the dumping of the tea happened. And there's some really historic ships that have been uh, rebuilt and the kind of like touristy um, ships and stuff. So we just did that. We did the Fenway, Fenway on Tuesday. So we did the boat cruise right after the Fenway tour. Uh, Fenway was unreal. I did the Wrigley tour probably four-ish years ago. And I think Fenway knocks Wrigley out of the park. Uh, the green no monster. Did you get a chance to go out and touch the green monster? Yep. Yeah. Did you go behind? Did you go behind the green yes. monster? Uh no, not inside, inside, inside of it. Okay. No, they were um, fun. I noticed that like Rachel, uh, TC, and like Mark were out there, and they went on Friday between the games, and they weren't out there doing field maintenance, so they got to go like all around the ballpark. When we were there, we only got to kind of do like half the seats, and then as they were out there with like uh, their little sodding things, and they were doing stuff on the field, getting ready for opening day. Yeah. So. Um, little bit limited access on Tuesday, but it yeah. was all right. Yeah, of course, a lot of history in, in Boston yep. uh, on the East Coast. Things are so much different on the East Coast than they are out here in the Midwest where I think we're a little more spread out, right? <laughs> when I got, not when I got back, that was the, the first yeah. thing I said to my dad. We were driving back from the airport, and I'm like, it just feels so weird, like, seeing so much land and open air yeah. and stuff because you just, every even when you're in the neighborhood, it's like you barely can see the sky because there's just buildings on buildings touching each other, like housing and stuff. So Traffic. Yeah. Traffic. Traffic is unbelievable in Boston. Um, I remember having a conversation with Jim Ruda, Jim Rueda, the Mankato Free Press. So Jim's from Queens. He's from New York. Uh, And I've always been sort of enamored with Boston and New York because of sports more than anything else. Great sports towns. Uh, Curious about that. Uh, Have been to Boston. um, Have 
been to New York, haven't had a chance to look around. I've been to upstate New York a lot more than I have been to New York itself. But Jim's right from New York, one of the one of the seven boroughs there. He's from Queens. And the former sports editor of the Mankato Free Press. And Jim and I are, uh, go back from the time when I first moved to Mankato. So a friend of mine for more than 30 years and uh, curious about his life growing up in New York because he, he grew up in Queens, right? And uh, here he is in Minnesota, right? So I asked Jim one time, why did he decide to settle in Minnesota? He's an East Coast guy. Yeah. And if you ever talked to Jim, you would understand pretty quickly he's an East Coast guy, not from Minnesota. But he talks differently and... Um, uh, a great guy, great storyteller. And, and anyways, uh, I asked him about it and he goes, you know what, PA? He goes out here, you can spread out, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, 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 it, it's absolutely true. The buildings, and you alluded to it there, this, yeah. uh, the buildings are, are older and much closer together, at least from what we saw. I'm sure that in, in the suburbs, uh, they're a little more spread out, but not like downtown. Or It almost feels like you just literally don't have privacy. Yeah. Sometimes. So yeah. I don't know. We were walking around. We went over to like Chinatown on Sunday and stuff, did some touring there. And we had to walk through the neighborhoods to get there. I was just like, this is crazy. Like they've got uphill inclines, but like the housing's like doesn't stop. It's just like all the way up the hill, yeah. all the way down the hill. Yeah. And it's like, there's no room to breathe. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fact of the matter is uh, that part of the country was settled, you know, a hundred years before people started settling out here and. Uh, the Midwest and even further west, so understandably so with some of these things. Well, um, softball at home uh, today and tomorrow. Baseball's on the road. Yep. Uh, at Winona State. Yep, we're at Winona State. Uh, Mavericks take on the Warriors today at 3 p.m. for a nine-inning game to kick off the series, and then tomorrow they uh, take on the Warriors at 1 and 3 p.m. in a doubleheader. That was adjusted. It was, a f- was going to be a four-game series, uh, kind of the same format, and then the going to have a fourth game, or they're going to have the doubleheader on Friday and then another doubleheader on Saturday with the fourth game being non-conference, but they dropped the non-conference game and flipped yep. the series, so I yep. um, believe that was due to weather in Winona. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to get Important rain, games, so. NSIC games for us, we want to make sure we get those yep. in, and I think the weather over Winona is maybe a little bit better than it is here today, all things are headed that way too, I think. Yeah, this, uh, this wind, the wind needs to go away. Yeah, <laughs> and we're in the southern part of Minnesota here, but we did get, we've had a little bit of snow, I know it's, they've been getting hammered in, in the northern part of the the state and uh, uh, northwest of us here, so hopefully we can fend it off. Um, we did play uh, baseball here in Mankato a couple of days ago. Yeah, we actually played it's Crookston, Crookston yeah. one of the places that got pounded by snow. So um, Yeah, on campus, by the way, not at uh, Franklin Rogers, right? We yeah, played, we yeah. played almost uh, incredibly. How's I, field look, I, Connor? What, what do you mean? Wait. How's our field look? Oh, looks good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a little brown, but I mean, it's it good. Yeah, it's and it felt a little bit soft, but I, I was impressed. I was like, wow, I didn't think it could have held up yeah. to all that rain on Tuesday, so... Um, yeah, we talk good. about our grounds crew all the time. Do, yeah. uh, Bruce Lieberman and the staff do a great job. Um, track and field out on the uh, West Coast going on right now. Uh, men's golf is, I think, sixth after the first day of the NSIC tournament, which is taking place down in Missouri. That's a three-day tournament. goes today and tomorrow. Um, the winner from that tournament uh, gets the AQ <clears throat> to go to the NCAA tournament. So the Mavericks have some work to do over the next couple of days in order to be able to get up there. And... Um, I think that's about it for now. What else? Springtime. Springtime. Things Mike, are... Mike Bossy. Did you hear about Mike Bossy? Mike Bossy. Mike uh, Bossy passed away. Really? Yep. Lung cancer. Had been sick uh, for the last little while. Been battling. Battling. And uh, uh, so number 22 of the Islanders Hall of Famer. Maybe the all-time greatest goal scorer in NHL history. 
I saw a stat on Mike Bossy there. Of course, he was part of the Long Island Lightning Company with Clark Gillies and Brian Trache with the Islanders when they won those four Stanley Cups back in the 70s. I didn't know that's what they called it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, w- that era when they had great lines, right? The Long Island Lightning Company. Um, Clark Gillies just passed away, too, a few months ago. Uh, member of that line. Uh, so Trotz, the only uh, surviving member of that great line. Um, a quick story here. I, was, I, was, I, I put this on Facebook uh, earlier this morning about my time going to school in Texas and figured out how far Amarillo Canyon where I went to school was from uh, Denver and uh, Colorado Rockies were the closest NHL team to us and I talked to a couple buddies into going up to watch the Rockies play they happened to be playing the Islanders Saab Bossy and and Gillies and Trotje play Billy Smith um, against uh, the Colorado Rockies and uh, Bossy scored a game St. Patrick's Day March 17th um, 1982 uh so I feel fortunate to have him watch Mike Bossy play, and actually haven't saw, haven't seen him score a goal, almost incredibly. Uh, so sorry, only sixty-five, I think. So too young. In any event, uh, another edition of Maverick Magazine uh, for you uh, in the in the bank once again. Thanks everybody for listening in. Uh, Appreciate it. We'll be back on the air next Friday here on KMSU. Have a great weekend and a great week. It's great to be a Maverick. MSUMavericks.com if you follow us online. Have a good week. Thanks, Connor.